Colton, did you go? I buttoned. He buttoned. All right. I didn't say button. He buttoned it up. So how did you button if you didn't say button? I hit the button. Okay. Okay. Also, this is Harper's fault. Nobody had to say anything before when we said button before. Go is the only thing we have to say. Because button, there has to be no verbal thing on the first thing. It's just about starting your track. Correct. It doesn't have to be verbal. That's that's Harper's fault. You're right. You're so, right. go no, is this, the only thing that's latent, necessary. All this latent uh, anger against Harper for starting the, I know. the go. The button hey, he's not here. He's not here to enforce it. So, fuck that dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're you're a, you talk a big game when you're when oh, there's like yeah, a couple no, thousand great. miles yeah, in between two. I, I was two, real yeah. nice when we were there. Uh, when the forcer is away, Colson will play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, what I'm saying is I don't have to say button. All right, just deal with yeah. it. You're right. You're right. Um, you're I, have right. To, I have to say nicer. go. I have to say go. I get that. But <laughs> I'm just saying you were significantly nicer when you could when you could visually see his fists. That's totally true. That is definitely <laughs> true. All right. <laughs> as long as we're on the same page here I mean you know that's what you get what you don't come to work you expect people to work hard nah if you're the manager and, and, and you're era. there come on exactly I'm quiet quitting right now that's what's happening Listen, I'm just trying to keep, keep my pipe quitting. above water it's true that is a version of quiet quitting you're doing the uh, you're doing what I, is required what is required button. and no moss <laughs> It worked. I hit the button. Do I need yeah, to get good. flack for that? Come on. I did my job. Yeah, Joey. Right. Why, why are you getting on his back? Come on. That's right. You want me to put my two weeks? You got to flex on. your manager uh, points or something? You got a review coming up? <laughs> With Trying to impress corporate? the enforcer when he's not there? I'm gonna, listen, I'm going to run this up the flagpole. <laughs> All right, up the water. Uh, wow, pole, pole. What? What's what's the what's the snorkel thing? The pipe. <laughs> Pipes the in the air. Gotta get your pipe in the air. Like you just don't care. <laughs> Give your pipes in the air. <laughs> and then let the dogs out. You know. <laughs> Wait, what? You, what's your question about the snorkel? I don't know. <laughs> what's your question about the snorkel? All, right. all I know, uh, all I know is you that got issues I, about the so, snorkel. <laughs> so, so I have two snorkeling stories. Um, one is that Why? no, one is that I, I snorkeled off the side of a boat, and I was supposed to go over to land. I was supposed to snorkel from a boat to land, and there's this beautiful underwater cave that it was supposed to be amazing. And I got about halfway there, and I looked down, and there was nothing. It was just all. It was ocean depth and mm-hmm. i was far away from the boat and far away from the land and i had a panic attack and breathing through the pipe is a you know a skill. something you've got to control yeah, yeah. and i mm-hmm. i it did not do it well and i'm sucking water and i just I, I basically lost my it was bad and uh i had to get rescued um and then my other the a better story is that I was snorkeling and I was, we, this is after that and staying close to the land. Um, and I'm enjoying myself and, uh, 
um, all the amazing fish and everything and and I'm just underwater for a long time just just you know seeing things I'd never seen before and all of a sudden the fish started getting bigger and I was like well I, this is, I mean and they're getting suddenly they're getting real big suddenly they're getting like the size of me and uh, I'm and I, I kind of I pop up out of the water and I realized that I have snorkeled out into open ocean <laughs> But I had been because I had not looked up and because there was stuff going on, I hadn't noticed. And I looked back and I was, you know, I couldn't even hear people screaming at me to come back. So um, I have a similar story to that. We went snorkeling in, in Belize one time and like, you know, you're on the boat uh, going in. We're going in like Belize has this like amazing like barrier reef. Um, and so the guide was like, all right, we got a lot of stuff we want to see. We want to hit this place and this place and this place. So, you know when you get in the water like you know test yourself out you know get get used to your equipment but you know let's stay close as a group and and we'll go this way or whatever and so i was like all right cool cool this is awesome like i got a good sense of direction i know we're going that way no problem <laughs> you do best direction i've ever met apparently not in water because i like hop in <laughs> and then i'm off. like oh cool i'm snorkeling snorkeling this is great just like swimming 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 and i'm like yeah, let me just check to see where everybody is because, you know, like, it, well, and I was with Jill. I was like, let me make sure Jill is okay or whatever. And, like, uh, I pop up and the dude on the boat is just like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Come on. Where are you going? <laughs> like, I was, I was way far afield in the wrong direction. And, like, it was pretty awesome. I was, like, the one you... guy that, like, just wandered <laughs> off into the, hanging out. the abyss. Yeah. yeah. The ocean will get you, man. But it worked all right. It worked out all right. Yeah. I do like the idea that uh, Jason, who has the best sense of direction that I've ever met in my entire life, uh, it just all goes to shit when he's in water. Jumped I like in the water and quite a bit. Like, I don't know, left from right. It's ridiculous. The other great part about that snorkeling trip, sorry, Joe, I know we want to get started, but. Uh, You're fine. There's what, are a, we recording was, a pot here? Well, there's an invasive species <laughs> called a lionfish, and uh, which are actually really beautiful fish, but they're invasive, so like everybody believes hates them. They're like ruining the coral reefs and stuff. And so I was like snorkeling, and I like saw one and came up, and I was like, "Hey, I saw a lionfish." And this the same the same guy, our guide, was like, "Oh, really? No, fuck that." And he went and like grabbed a knife. And then dove into the water <laughs> and chased down the lionfish and, like, killed it. <laughs> wow. Wow. So amazing. That's intense. Yes. He just, like, just dove off the boat with a yes. knife and was like, I got this? Yes. Was the knife in his teeth? I assume it was. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I didn't. It was. It all happened so, so fast. I don't think so. But Yeah, sure. So why do they call it a lionfish? Has it got a big, big teeth? Is it? Like yeah, it's got, a, like, a fins that are, like, kind of like a mane kind of thing okay yeah, yeah. yeah all right does it sleep during the afternoon yeah it's nocturnal i don't know <laughs> did we do a second go i don't think so i don't think so i don't either i got scared to do it because yeah, i thought colson right. was gonna yeah yeah i got i thought colson was gonna go off on me again for asking i don't have just to for asking that. him to do his job <laughs> No, I told you I know what I need to do for quiet quitting. I can do my job, which is just hit the button. I know I have to say Three, go. Two, one, go. go! You can't fire me for that shit. I did it. 
<laughs> we got to put a clause in, the, in his wage. next contract, Joey. Without attitude, you know. Like. I mean, that's the thing. He did it, but you can see the look <laughs> in his eye. All right. Well, he's trying to establish some dominance here. I don't. Yeah, like go ahead and do your <laughs> intro, buddy. Okay. Right. Hey, I'm doing it because I'm choosing to do it. No, sure you've nothing, you are. You've, Not because I'm you've, telling you to do it? You have absolutely, absolutely All right. no authority. You know what? You need to believe what you need to believe to make yourself sleep <laughs> okay. at night. Hmm, that does sound nice. I, I would like to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> All right, let's get this moving. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. And this is episode 612, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss a, a snorkel depth view into Tyrese Halliburton. We'll have a stat of the week for you and uh, potentially an undegoogable. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor. Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Unbeatable? Shout out to my son, Ethan, who will be celebrating a birthday coming up on what? Sunday as you guys hear this. Yeah. It's uh, is he going to be uh, 12? <laughs> he will be dos. He'll be dos años. Dos. Yeah. Can he, can he, he knows two, though, right? And dos. Well, he, if you ask him how old he's going to. B, he says two, but I don't think he has any idea. Well, yeah. I mean, he knows what two means, but I don't think he knows what two years are. Like, you know what I mean? Well, conceptually, he knows that one thing plus another thing is two. Or yeah. does... Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He's on this, then. Sure. No worries. You, you've you you've uh, birthed a genius. I mean, you didn't birth shit, but Jill yeah, birthed I didn't. a genius. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. From Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? I've got nothing exciting as uh, birthing a two-year-old. Um, I'm quite quitting. <laughs> Great. Birthing a two-year-old would be definitely newsworthy. <laughs> yeah. I, I might even say impossible. Yeah. Like by definition, the world's a special place. <laughs> you just gotta believe. 
I wish you wouldn't have announced your quiet quitting before I mentioned that you can support us anytime <laughs> over at patreon.com slash undebeatables to support apparently this half-assed podcast. <laughs> we're, we might do an undegoogable. We'll see how we're feeling. Eh, yeah. Also, Jason just left. So I think, he did. I, I think that's loud quitting, honestly. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But uh, you can support us for as little as a dollar per month, and I get you get what you pay for. I mean, I mean, a dollar's not a lot. I mean, we're 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 barely holding this thing together. A dollar's not much. I'm looking for some more some more duct tape to invest into holding this the this together. Can I can I tell a real quick story? Um, ever since the uh, runoffs happened um, with uh, Warnock and uh, Herschel Walker in Georgia. Um, I immediately started getting, uh, before the runoff was announced, started getting texts on my phone that said, uh, I just need $12. $12 will solve all of this. And then, uh, if you know, $12 will basically save America. And then, a couple hours later, it went down to 10 So I feel like because I didn't respond, maybe I was getting, you know, get a different... But on, on some level, like, the the market was correcting itself without talking to me, you know, and then again asked for twelve dollars, <laughs> and then uh, but, but I, I get these market. like four times a day, and then it's like I need a hundred dollars, I need everything. We don't ask you for anything, uh, undefeated nation. Uh, we 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 suggest if you really like this that you could maybe give us a dollar, but we don't tell you you have to save America with twelve dollars. Saying I'm, I'm it's true. We're better than the the uh, current political situation. That's all I'm saying. And specifically, the Warnock campaign that has a particular knack for evading anytime you tell them to stop sending you things. They like. What was how is twelve dollars the number? Like, because I, I feel like nine ninety nine is the number or something like that. But then they're like, maybe we could ask for a few more dollars. But then they, nobody sends it, so they ask for ten. No, they didn't ask for I don't a dollar. I know how the how the sausage is made. I don't. Uh, Colson, you know, speaking of that, some people that uh, uh, are asking for money. Uh, I wanted to ask you two guys, not for money, but for for some recommendations. Mm. Um, so, you guys all know the Miami Heat. You know, you guys are big fans. Sure. Uh, so, there's a problem that the Heat are having right now. And it is their arena. It is known as uh, FTX Arena. Mm-hmm. And FTX is uh, filing for bankruptcy. Oh. Mm. And they're not, it's a sort of, a, there's like a balloon payment up front. And then there's like, you know, payments over time for the life of the, you know, the contract. And they ain't going to be making those payments. So they're cutting, you know, the, this is happening like this weekend, but like they're they're changing the name to something. They're they're dropping the FTX first, you know, because uh, the, you know you're they're not paying for it. Well, though, Joe, um, let me say first, mm-hmm. I love balloons, <laughs> so I feel like I feel like balloon payments are awesome. I assume okay. so. And then second, I think the Undebeatables are ready to sponsor an arena. I think it's time. 
so do we go with Undebeat Arena or oh, you got yeah. something else? No, we're done. That's uh, you, it, yeah. No notes, Joey. No notes. That's great. Okay. How how does that uh, play? That that uh, the Miami Heat would be sponsored by a Pacers podcast. Well, they're a bitch organization that needs help from a real organization. I think that's that's obvious. <laughs> I think yeah, it just it, it just reiterates our ownership over uh, the Heat right. as a franchise. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So, all right, Jason, do you have any uh, recommendations uh, for who should sponsor the Heat? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Besides Arena? us, with all of our money. Yeah, I feel like it should be like, like one of the one of the nightclubs or something like that. Mm. In South Beach or something. Yeah, because I, I feel like there's some there's some, some of the arenas are named. It's like a big company, but you're not sure like why they like why this city do you care? You know. Yeah. Like Lucas. Like, it's Oil, nice to have a. Right? Like why? Right. Yeah. And game game bridge. Game bridge, right? What about like a, a heating and cooling? Oh, that's company? pretty. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I get it, because it's the, the heat. Miami I like heat. that. Yeah. Or like an oven. Probably company. not a lot of heating. Yeah. Like Viking <laughs> oh, Viking sure. stoves. That's who should do it. Yeah. Or okay. Like, uh, yeah. No, that's a good one. Viking Stove Arena. I mean, there's been some. Uh, I like that better than was it Sleep Train? Is that Sacramento? Yeah, is that the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although Sleep Train Heat sounds pretty cool. It sounds like a band that maybe uh, I had in high school. But I don't think you get to name the team. Yeah, they don't become the Sleep Train Heat. They don't replace the name Miami. Right. It's not, just the arena. Well, not for that. Not, not at the prices that we're. I was going to say, how much now. money is Sleep Twin will to put up? I'll do whatever yeah. they want. <laughs> Sleep Train. So, yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot going on with this. I mean, whatever. Well, it's, I mean, what's going to happen? Are they just, uh, Miami has to fold? They're just done. There's <laughs> an NBA no. team. They just they. Uh, nah. Or, or at least the arena folds and they can't play anywhere and they have to. No, they just now they just get two balloon payments in a short period of time. I love balloons. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of there's a bunch of con- contractual stuff around this. I mean, this stuff is built into the contract. I think that FTX is supposed to pay some taxes. I don't know. I like the idea that the uh, Heat have to play in like college arenas this season or something like that. That'd be fun. I think they they still get to play. The, they ama- just call it like. That would be the, amazing though. <laughs> just be like, oh, the well, arena's like off the, limits because we we we, we you couldn't get to play the in bill. this high school gym. I mean that's the thing, right? If you Good can't luck. pay rent, they kick you out, right? That's how that's how America works. Unless you're rich, I guess. But well, but, but then you can pay rent. No, oh, well, but apparently so, not. So for apparently not for FTX, whoever they are. Well, no, they're not rich but anymore. This, they're, this they're, is like the bankrupt. landlords being unable to pay their mortgage. Yeah. Mm, well, you so I mean, this it. is like you the to sell it the, to um, yeah the Adobe Arena. Right. Exactly. But there is like, uh, I mean, kind of like in in football, the you know when the Washington, the what were they the the Redskins, right? No, you're not allowed to they say were. that. They were. Yeah. I mean, that's what they were. They're now the C words. I didn't make it up. No, I mean the Commanders. Yeah. 
the C words. Uh, so now they're the Commanders, but for like two years, is that right? They were the the Washington football team, professional Correct. football yeah. team, professional football team. So I mean, this this could be. Why don't they they Do could just call it like basketball arena? Is that yes. was that okay? Yeah. Whenever you ask that question, like... Colson, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll be playing in the the basketball arena until. Uh, That's right. Until our, uh, our our Bitcoin goes through for Undebita, Undebita yep. Arena. There was, yeah, this FTX thing is a little bit nutty. It gets a little bit nuttier, but they have sponsorship deals also with the Warriors and the Wizards and a Major League Baseball and a couple individual athletes uh, such as Tom Brady, Steph Curry, and Naomi Osaka. So, sounds like they be... spread themselves a little thin. The more I've read ma- about this, you got to spend seemed... money to make money to lose money, Colson. I mean, yes, <laughs> capitalism. That old uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you'll see some some name changes, uh, Colson. I, I I know you you're upset easily. I've seen you today. <laughs> you're you're upset. So, um, don't want you to. You know, be surprised when it's no longer the FTX <laughs> arena. We fear change. <laughs> so, Jason, you had mentioned that you've been doing some some uh, digging into Tyrese Halliburton's past. Uh, <laughs> no, wait. You have been digging into his stats from this season, and uh, you wanted to, to give a, a an update on what you think this guy is... Uh, where his uh, limit is. Well, I did. I mean, I feel like um, we spent a, a, a lot of time last season after the trade happened fawning over Tyrese Halliburton and, and the way in which he commanded the, the floor and was a great off-court personality and really was poised to become the, the face of this franchise. And um, not that we have been disparaging of Mr. Halliburton thus far this season, but we spent a lot of time... Uh, talking about how incredible the the pieces around him are, right? That the Benedict Matherin is this revelation as a rookie, and and Buddy Heald is is doing things that nobody expected a Buddy Heald to do, and that Andrew Nimhard might be like a a diamond in the rough second round pick, um, and that just generally uh, basking in the great chemistry that this team has, which I'm sure uh, Tyrese has a great deal to do with. That we haven't really um, talked a lot about how good he's doing. I mean, he we mentioned his his stat lines and stuff like that per game, which he's always leading us in scoring and or assists. Um, but I thought I'd I wanted to sort of take a statistical view at how he is performing this year, which is incredible, probably at an all star level uh, at this point through twelve games that he has played. So. It, may, it probably comes as no surprise that Halliburton is is averaging a career high twenty point five points for the Pacers this year. Uh, he is also averaging career highs in assists, rebounds, and steals at this point, uh, and is shooting. Uh, oh, and that assist is actually leading the league, so he's dishing out ten point three assists per game, which is tops in the the NBA, and he is shooting. 
48% from the floor and 43% from three-point range, which is also mm. a career high. Quite good. And 86% from the line, which uh, ties a career high. His rookie season, he also shot, actually weirdly, this 85.7% from the line, which is pretty incredible. Uh, I was a little bit more impressed, even if you dig into his uh, advanced numbers. So his usage rate is the highest it's ever been at 23.3%. His uh, PER is the highest it's ever been, 23.3, which is Whoa. super good. Super uh, And then this number that I kind of didn't know anything about, but uh, his assist percentage is... 46.4%. So what does that mean? Uh, and, no idea. And it's assist percentage is the uh, is an estimate of the percentage of teammate field goals that that player assisted while they are, were on the floor. Uh, so he is basically, for all of the field goals that are scored when he is on the floor, he assists 46.4% mm. of them. So almost half, right? Did you say an estimate of it? Yeah, it it's an estimate. <laughs> I don't know why they call it an estimate, but yeah, okay. It, it meant that yeah, who knows? It's stats, Joe. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And you may say, okay, so I don't know what this statistic is. Um, who cares? This could be a made up statistic. So it turns out that Halliburton is leading the league in assist percentage, and uh, I'll just rattle off the top uh, six or seven or so eight players or whatever to give you a sense of the other players in the NBA that are at the top of the the leaderboard in this category. So Luka Doncic is second, followed by James Harden, followed by Nikola Jokic, followed by Chris Paul, followed by Trey Young, and the Drew Holiday and John Morant. It's uh, a lot of all-stars. Yeah. The, I mean, you look through the first 15, and it's basically all all-stars. So it goes John Morant, uh, Pascal Siakam, amazingly, Westbrook, Conley, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Giannis, and Cade Cunningham. That rounds out your top 15. So this is the, the caliber of company that our friend Tyrese Halliburton is keeping from a statistical perspective in terms of passing and and, and player create and creating plays, I guess I would say. Can I interrupt you real fast to give uh, the listeners some context? Uh, sure. Uh, you mentioned the PER number. Sure. Um, PR is a number that was created by ESPN, I believe, or one of their analysts. Was it John mm-hmm. Hollinger, maybe? I think um, John Hollinger created it, yeah. Yeah, and the idea is to break down everything they do on the court while they're on the court. And um, the league average of a PER is 15. Um, I think the, the greatest PER in, in history are above 35. So that would be Jordan, Will Chamberlain, LeBron James, and that's it, essentially. Um, and anything above 25 during a season is a, an all-star. For sure. Um, all-star. More than an all-star, like maybe even competing all for yeah. all-NBA. Yeah. And so um, a, what did you say, 23? Is that 23.3 right now. Okay. Which is 18th um, in the league, tied with Zion Williamson in PER. And below Doncic, Antetokounmpo, Curry, Jokic, Tatum, 
uh, SGA, Durant, Butler, Embiid, uh, Donovan Mitchell, John Morant, Damian Lillard. Tell me when you hear a name you haven't heard before. You know, I mean these. This is this is a uh, a really high impressive number. Um, yep, it's very exciting. The other uh, statistic that I'll throw at you that that I think reflects how great Tyrese is playing. So, you know, the the Pacers haven't played a, a lot of games. They played 12, 12 games so far. But one statistic that we like to look at is how are players performing in the clutch or how are teams performing in the clutch. The Pacers are not so great in clutch, it turns out. We played in six games that have had clutch minutes, and that means the score was within five, one way or the other, in the last five minutes for however many minutes of time. So Tyrese Halliburton is averaging on a... Okay, so this is going to get wonky because I'm going to do it on a per 36-minute basis or whatever. Okay. Right? So we get some sure. sort of idea of how he's performing per minutes played at, the, at some level. Uh, so anyway, Tyrese is averaging... Uh, 33.8 points per 36 minutes in clutch time uh which is what? pretty freaking incredible yeah so he basically sets everybody up what that number tells me is he sets everybody up for the first 40 minutes of the game and gets everybody involved and then he is willing to step up and take shots down the stretch and score and is scoring at a relatively high rate. That's the old Isaiah Thomas, Chris Paul. I mean, this That's... is what all, you know, this is when Michael Jordan made the leap, basically, right? It was when he figured out he needed to get everybody involved in the first three quarters, and then crunch time was his time, right? And this was something that, you know, you'd, you'd listen to the broadcasts or read things. This was something that the coaching staff and that Tyrese wanted him to focus on. Um, in the off season was going from a complete facilitator person to a guy that is able to look for his shot and take more shots per game, especially in the last five minutes. And that's, that seems like so far the recipe is working out pretty well and he's doing it pretty well. Should be said though, the Pacers are only two and four in those six games that um, have gone into crunch time. So it's not yet translating to wins, but there are elements of successful things for, again, from a completely statistical dry analysis perspective. But this is the process, right? I mean, this is what we do, right? Like absolutely. Halliburton is 22 years old. Yeah. He plays like a guy who's been in the league for six or seven years. Um, Matherin, who's also a guy on the floor and down the stretch um, who plays the game like a veteran is a rookie. This is one of the things that I've been thinking about, Jason. Um, I, you know, um, Miles Turner is is twenty six, uh, and uh, Buddy Heald is thirty, and we we have. Sh- if you've listened to the show over the last uh, ten years or twelve years, I don't know how long we've been doing this thing. Um, we've talked about. Um, a player's prime in the NBA is between 26 and 32. Um, you can go back historically and look at it. That's when Jordan won his rings. Um, but it's also kind of, I mean, there are exceptions. Um, you know, my, uh, Magic Johnson came in and won a title at 20. 
Um, but he also had uh, Karim Dul-Jabbar on his team. So in general, lead dogs have to go through a lot of things before they kind of figure out how the NBA works, and it's before they lose their, lose their athleticism at 32, right? And uh, Turner and Heald are both in their primes. That's what we would call their prime, right? 36 to 32, mm-hmm. or 26 to 32. And um, they're both really imperfect players. I watch them. They make stupid mistakes. They, they drive me nuts. But they also do a lot of really good things. They do things like they've been around. And um, when I look at a Halliburton and a Matherin and an Isaiah Jackson and a Jalen Smith and all these kids that are 20 and 22, and they make the same mistakes, I kind of forgive them. Like that's yeah, fine. It's it, they'll they'll figure it out. Um, I think the team benefits from, despite the fact that we have imperfect veterans in their prime, and maybe I'm not being I'm not forgiving them enough for the mis- mistakes they make, or you know, um, this team has a poise, um, and it's not just Halliburton, you know. Mm-hmm. Halliburton, I think, is, you know a huge driving force in this. I think it's also the coaching staff. I think it's also Matherin being uh, mature about, uh, beyond his age. I think it's, you know, there's a lot of factors, but I really do believe that, that Heald and Turner are the reason that we're six and six instead of four and six or three and, or that's not how math works. Um, you know, three and 10 or whatever. Um, three and nine. Again, yeah. math's hard. Um, but we've got really good young guys, but being in your prime between 26 and 32 really makes a difference. And the more guys you have on your team that, you know, that, uh, that make a difference is a big deal. And I think a lot of the teams that are, that have been tanking for so long or continue or are trying to tank don't have a lot of guys in that age range. They have old veterans or they have really young guys. And I think we've sprinkled in enough guys in this thing that this is, it's going to be hard for us to lose, especially when um, your young guys, uh, particularly uh, Halliburton and Amathrin are playing above their years. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I think, I think, um, you know, this was a concern that, that Harper expressed, you know, before the season was that we're ahead of the, (laughs) the curve in terms of these young guys. And, uh, maybe this is going to prevent us from, you know, doing as great as we, or you know, prevent us from failing as spectacular. Yeah, I think his. I think his, yeah, I think his comment was, we are going to look back on this season and regret how good this team was. Sure. Yeah. Now, I it should be sprinkled in, lest we forget that the 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 schedule thus far, and yet we're recording on a Sunday and. This won't come out till Thursday, but this week we're playing a especially soft schedule of the Orlando's and uh, Charlotte's Charlotte and Houston. Right. And we've already played, you know, San Antonio and, you know, whatever. We, we've had a relatively easy schedule. This is the times. easiest part of our schedule is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. After Thanksgiving, we go on a, a how long is this road trip? One, two, three, four, seven. five, six, seven game road trip. Uh, and then also just play ridiculously tough competition. I'm um, not afraid of the Lakers or the Clippers through <laughs> the beginning of January. 
basically. So it's like a month and a half of like really tough stuff. And I'm not, from what I've seen so far, we're going to compete in a lot of these games. It's not like we're just going to get mopped off the floor, but like I, I think that I'm, I guess I'm interested to see how this team responds when game after game after game is just super tough competition and they're, they're put in tough spots. Um, and I mean, you know, some of these teams that we thought were going to be super tough are not <laughs> thus far, haven't shown themselves to be thus far in the season, but, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun to watch this, well, we, this team respond to this Monday challenge. We talked about Toronto, right? And you were like, you know, you made a very good point that their two best players weren't there, but they play a tough style and they're really good defensively and they've got a great coach and, you know. Um, that's, that's, if, if we were a worse team, we would have lost that game, you know? Sure. Yeah. So there's something to be said for that. No, absolutely. No, I think there's a lot of wonderful, positive things to build upon here. I'm not trying to naysay at all. I'm just saying that. I mean, I think you what you said is that we have the best young point guard in, in, um, in the NBA. And I don't think you're wrong about that. I mean, I mean there's certainly the potential for that yeah i mean you know i mean chris paul is is uh, withering away you know um john moran i suppose is is he i suppose he plays point yeah i would call him a point guard yes and then uh what sga who else we got uh yeah Cade cunningham is up there in, ah, in the young point guard screw category that guy no I, <laughs> I, no 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 halberton beats him yeah, no problem with that. yeah, he's about Halliburton is currently about a, an assist per game ahead of second place Chris Paul. That's pretty good company. Uh, for me, it's more just yeah. I mean, yes, the statistics are amazing, and I'm so glad he has them. But I mean, just watching him, right? I mean, just the way that he command, he just plays at his own pace, and he can kind of get a shot when he wants, and he's just he. How many no look passes did he have over the last two games? Ten. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean he. Yeah, he sees the court well. That was a great Joey shared that clip. Uh, yeah. From Tyrese on on the JJ Redick podcast about uh, there was an out of bounds play against New Orleans where the Pacers ran a high screen action to try to get Buddy healed. Uh, a quick look at a three or whatever and and sort of Jalen Smith drifts to the far corner and uh there was a foul call or something on the first yeah so buddy heel buddy heel curled in the lane and got fouled right and so basically the three. side out again so they said oh this is from the same thing but Halliburton had noticed that Brandon Ingram who was supposed to be guarding Jalen Smith basically just wasn't paying attention and was 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 cheating in basically to to help out on healed uh and he said to carlisle i i think i can make this pass or whatever and carlisle said go for it if you think you can do it do it and so he just made this cross-court skip pass right to Jalen smith who just knocks down a a three yeah like a no look yeah no and that's the thing like yeah carlisle's gotta be like yeah if you could make the pass do it like if you think you yeah. could do that, because that's not a thing you should be able to do, and he hits him right in his rhythm, and Jalen Smith hits three, right? Yep. And 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 then Halliburton says, "That's what I like to do. I like to run the same play and see how defenses respond to it, so I can break them down." Right. 
Like that's yeah. pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, he's a student of the game. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what you want to see from your point guard. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, impressive stuff from uh, this guy. We are guy. so blessed. We are so blessed by this guy. Lovely. And the the joie again. Once again, I'm going to say this phrase. Maybe this is the next drinking term phrase. But the joie de basketball from him as especially as a leader is so rich. I mean, even on nights, you know, you mentioned the Toronto was it the Toronto game? Like he was having a tough shooting night, and then he hit hit that three, and was just like elated, you know. And everybody was happy for him, right? So. Well, yeah, and he'd already had whatever six rebounds and 15 assists like it wasn't like he wasn't doing nothing like right yeah. you know there's a lot of guys in this league where you know if you're not scoring you're not playing you know sure and that's not true for this guy oh my goodness joey yeah bud um you know we we talked a little bit that about this on the um undebeaticon and and you said uh women yaba all the way at least mm-hmm. what you said I think you said it all the time. You said, women yaba all the way, women yaba all the way. Like, you chanted that, like, most of the time we were together. Mm-hmm. So are you... It's doing... my mantra. Yeah, it's your mantra. So are you... What's, what's your plan? Are you going to, like, uh, sneak into Halliburton's dressing room and... No. Whatever you're thinking, I'm not doing anything yeah, feed like him that. A, feed him a laxative or something? No. Uh, I mean, if... Well... I would I would For talk to him about game, it. I would bring maybe. I would bring him a laxative if he was, you know, <laughs> you know, having some trouble. Uh, That's nice of you. I was thinking you were trying yeah. to keep him out of a game, you know. Oh my goodness, no. He's he's uh No, he's a he's a joy to watch and I, I'm glad he's uh, at our franchise. So, no, I'm not going to uh I guess you know, this day and age I do need to make it clear I will not be <laughs> interfering with the team. Um, but I do, you know, I don't know, like, you know, generational talents are always nice to have on your team sure. and this is our best shot to have one. And I agree, but I know. think, I think our best chance going to, uh, come from, uh, 30 wins and we could still have a chance at it at 30 wins. We could swing down to the number one pick. Don't worry, buddy. Sounds great. Well, I mean, yeah, if we can, if we can still do it that way, that's fine too. But, uh, or be, or we be... go on a run and we go to the Eastern Conference Finals. You never know. I mean, the way we're playing ball right now, we're making the basketball guys happy, I think. And... All right. Uh, I got something for you. What? Before we get out of here. What do you got for me, Joe? It's, uh, it's the stat of the week. And, and it actually ties in. You know, Listen, we never planned this stuff. It actually kind of ties into the conversation that we were having earlier. Joey, stat of the week. So, I, I, I'm always interested in in some of these things. We see a lot of transactions with the team, you know, the, with the players, and you know, there's draft picks, and there's all those sort of things going back and forth. Every year, there's some sort of trade. You know, Pacers are involved with something, and every everybody, there's all these big trades. And I was interested to see, to kind of trace some of the 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 current pieces we have back and kind of say where where did all this stuff come from uh, like in the beginning right that there was uh an nba draft i think is where everything started <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's how the bible starts yep. yeah 
So I wanted to, you know, the the for me at least the the player that had caused uh, the the biggest wave in you know since we've been doing the show in a, in the last you know while has been Paul George. So I wanted to kind of start there. So 2010, the Pacers drafted Paul George with the the 10 pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he played symmetry. with us until 2017 when he was traded due to his attitude. Well, we could go into that. It's maybe uh, we could probably pick out a couple of years of podcasts that we did. Yeah, just go back and listen to the old show. That. Right. Yeah. But he was traded to Oklahoma City for Victor Oladipo and Demondis Sabonis. Okay. There was draft picks, right? I don't I didn't see any draft no, picks on there. Damn it. We were mad about that at the time. Yep. So that stayed the way it was until twenty twenty one. Victor Oladipo was traded with a wild four team deal. And we landed with we uh, Victor Oladipo left. Uh, he went to, to Houston. No, no. Where did he go? He went to he went to Houston. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, for like a for like a minute. Yep. And we got back Karis Levert and a second round draft pick okay. in 2023. Okay. Correct. In f- on February 7th, 2022. Pacers traded that same Karis Levert and a 2022 second-round pick that we acquired from Miami. We traded Karis Levert to Cleveland for Ricky Rubio and a 2022 first-round pick, lottery protected. Okay. And a 2022 second-round pick via Houston. And a 2027 second-round pick via Utah. So Karis Levert out, Ricky Rubio in with some picks. Okay. February 9th, Patriots trade Sabonis, who would have been acquired in the 2017 trade. Uh, so, so traded Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb for, I'm sorry, and a 2023 second round pick for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson, who played four games for us, and we bought him out. So, all of that came back for Paul George at the end. You know, all of those. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, what you're saying is Paul George ended up being Halliburton, Buddy Heald, um, Tristan Thompson, Neem Hard. Mm-hmm. Another 20, 2023 first round pick, 2023 yeah. second round pick, and a 2027 second round pick, I believe. So actually, yeah. that ends up being a pretty good turnaround, right? And Ricky Rubio. Well, but no, we didn't get anything. Ricky Rubio we got cap relief. I suppose you could say deal. we got, yeah, cap, yeah, cap relief. Yeah, no, we got, yeah, we got Ricky Rubio's expiring deal. So Neemhard and two future draft picks, a first and a second, plus Halliburton and Buddy Heald, who are currently on our team. So, so it's not bad. You know, it's, it's not. not it's not a straight, you know, so I can't do a straight, you know, analysis on some of this stuff because some of these things f- were packaged from the outside of this sort of line sure. of Yeah, of no, but I mean, it's know, pretty like, close. I mean, it, you know, I mean, 
I feel like that's a pretty direct if you can, line. Yeah, I mean, if you consider Justin Holiday and Jeremy Lamb, Lamb a rounding error, then... Yeah. Then, <laughs> which seems harsh. It does. It, it does. Uh, Justin Holiday is, uh, yeah, a beloved franchise player. You notice I didn't mention Jeremy but so Lamb I feel in like, conversation. Indeed. I feel like that, you know, the... The trading from the organization in these scenarios has been pretty good, and, and and considering too with with Paul George and with with uh, Oladipo, there was either you know there was uh, there were things in play coming from the players or the or their camps that would be hindering the Pacers' ability to deal, and the Pacers I feel like still made some good moves around that, so. You know, when they publicly say they don't want to come back, or if they're talking to play other players on the court saying, Hey, can I come play here? I don't know. I feel like that's, oh, uh... you know, I, I also um, want to mention that um, there was an article. I, well, we should, we should post to this. Uh, last, I think Thursday, we talked about whether you guys were mad at Miles Turner for uh, doing the Woj podcast and talking about being traded to the Lakers. And there was a little bit of Twitter blow up and social media blow up. And you guys said you weren't that mad at him because we've been trying to trade him forever. Um, what was more interesting, and I thought most interesting, was that Halliburton came out and he was like, yeah, we don't care at all about that stuff. He's like, this this locker room's tight. We got each other. Like, we've all worked all that stuff out. You guys in the media do what you want to do, but we're on this. And, um, yeah, it felt truthy. The way they're playing, they don't seem disconnected, you know. No doubt, uh, yeah. It's very cool. And even if it's not true, it's a good sign that Halliburton, that's a very veteran move from Halliburton, come out and just quash Nip it anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like we may have had some other players in the past which maybe stoked the flames a little bit, uh, either intentionally or selfishly. Yeah, it's like when I was no, talking to the guy. media the other day, and I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I am under contract with the Unbeatables right now. I'm gonna, I'm an Unbeatable. <laughs> Check my contract; it's right on there. Check my contract. And they're like, it says you're an Unbeatable. I think the doctor is quite quitting on us. I think I'm a big, I'm a big fan of what the Lockdown Podcast does. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, deny they're a good organization, <laughs> but you know, I'm an Unbeatable right now. So. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they could really use you, you know, but like, I'm an undebatable. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know that Tristan Thompson? Uh, I don't. I don't think he's retired, but he's not signed for this season. No. Oh, he's waiting Why? for. Uh, he'll be. He'll be signed. Maybe. Yeah, he'll sign in for a yeah, veteran is... something yeah. uh, playoff team. Uh, a lot of guys he's, like that, he's right? He's chilling until after Carmelo the Carmelo Anthony's just hanging out. Like, you know, there's a lot of dudes that are just hanging out. Lance Stevenson. I think Melo... I think Lance might be in a different uh, position than some of these guys. You know what this team Says needs. You. You, know what the, you know what the Pacers team needs. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like, um, you know, this we do this every year. You know, the Pacers team plays and then they they get to the trade deadline and they go 
you know what? You know what we need? We need Ed Lance Turner. Stevenson. So we're hmm. going to go back and get Lance again this uh, trade deadline. Don't worry. It's going to push us to the playoffs, whether we want it or not. <laughs> Speaking of guys in that position, uh, before we get out of here, another one, uh, maybe in that same position, is Dwight Howard. He's playing for the Taoyuan Leopards in Taiwan. Mm. So I saw a cool video of him this week getting to Taiwan. There was like uh, fans to greet him there, and and uh, he was super. He was super excited to be there. So or he seemed like he was super excited. He at least did the the press stuff. But I don't know. I've been to Taiwan several times. I love it there. So you're huge in Taiwan. That was literally. Nah, not really. You said you were bigger than everyone there. Mm, well, I think that's called uh, literally, Joey. <laughs> I don't know if your attitude is. I would, uh, I would wrap it up ASAP, Joey. I'm getting angry. Yeah, I can see that. Well, fans, you can find us. Where's uh? You know, I wish Radio Guy was here to take us out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I have a uh, but we can go, radio guy have a script you <laughs> don't need a script I don't know what's going on we'll be uh, oh we'll be back with you next week go ahead sir oh no go ahead I'll uh, I'll interrupt later great <laughs> we'll be back with you next week covering some pacer games and back with you on Monday until then you can find us on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is The Undebeatables. You can find us on the radio because that's where we are. The Undebeatables on the radio. That's how you hear us. There's no other option. Just the radio. (laughs) Show up on Monday mornings or Thursday evenings. For the radio. <laughs> I appreciate you not giving the, you know, the, the channel, the, the frequencies. You don't need that. Just the radio. Just show up on the radio. I'm radio guy. I don't think, I, I don't live in a world where there's anything but the radio. And just one station. If we're strictly you short find us. We're strictly on a short wave. Oh, Wow. Look at the niche audience. But we can get the folks that are far away. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. We're trying to expand. We're trying to go international. Yeah. Also, we should be doing that because the the league pass is most effective outside of the, the It really uh, is. And I wanna I wanna area. apologize. I don't know. I think it's probably too late. I think we lost all our Australian listeners after I made fun of the Pacerus. But mm. um, I would like to apologize directly to the Pacerus because maybe they still listen. Even if Australia in general doesn't, mm. um, I I I guess I suggested that they were a made up podcast, and I think when you look at our demographics now, Australia is off the map. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks, well, Coles. I was hoping to get that big koala money. That <laughs> sweet, now? sweet koala money. Now you see what quiet quitting does for you. Mm-hmm. I think that was loud destroying of the podcast. 
<laughs> Email. Shout out at the unbeatables.com. Shirts. Got them too. Colson. For, for, for the architect, Donnie Walsh. And our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sicklenard. I thought he fell asleep at at least three <laughs> different too. times during that song. Hey, bud, wake up. You gotta finish the song. <laughs>So am I? Uh, just I'm just. Uh, yeah, just talk talk up. shit to me, and then I'll cut out all the rest of the shit you said. Uh, all right, you little bitch. Is <laughs> <laughs> hey, that good? Yeah, you want to fight? Yeah, Chris Paul looking asshole. I, 